Good morning. It's 9.05. It's Monday morning. If you're watching on Facebook, do me a huge favor. Share this video out. I'm excited. We have a stack show today. Our first guest is with Ready, Set, Go Consulting. We got Joshua Pritchett here in studio. We're going to be talking about media management, media marketing. We're also going to be talking about video production and also ministry. So if this is something you are interested in, I promise you, you're going to enjoy this first hour. And then after that, we're going to have Dr. Bo Williams here in studio talking about his brand new single. And if you have ever heard Bo Williams sing, you are going to love the show today. So during that 10 o'clock hour, we're going to have Dr. Bo Williams. It is Monday, so that means it's a brand new week. If you have some plans, I want to hear about them. What do you have going on today? I have a lot of fun uh, scheduled scheduled for today, so it's going to be an awesome show. And then this afternoon, don't forget about Riding the Wave with Angie and Kelly at 3 o'clock right here on KHEA Radio. If you haven't liked their page yet, make sure you go do that. It's Riding the Wave with Angie and Kelly. But you spell Angie, A-N-G-E. And I've never officially asked her about that, but I think there's supposed to be an I there. But anyways, Angie, Kelly, they're awesome. They're going to be here in studio at 3 o'clock. You can listen at 99.5 FM on the KHEA Radio app, or you can uh, just... Watch on Facebook. So I appreciate you taking the time to tune in. Ethan's going to go ahead and bring our guest in. It's 9.06 a.m. on a Monday. Let me hear what you have going on. I see some comments right here on Facebook. Monday, Monday. Happy Monday. It is Monday. We're going to spread some positivity today right here in the community and then get it going on on the FM here in a bit. But we're going to get Joshua in and settled, and we're going to learn everything that he has going on. But uh, Ethan, how are you doing? Ethan, give me the thumbs up. Not even. Wait, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> hey, so we got Joshua here in studio, and we're going to be learning about everything that he has going on. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Yourself? Thank you for taking—I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, for hanging out today. Oh, man, I'm enjoying every minute of it. So you said you're in Galveston, huh? I'm living on the island right there on post office downtown. All right, cool. I'm loving every—my wife, when we moved here. She said, I don't care where we live, find us a nice place, but I want to be close to the water. So. Yeah. Well, Galveston, that that accomplishes that. It's really nice. And you said you're originally from Dallas. Born, bred, and raised. I'm Dallas all the way, man. Are you a Dallas Cowboy fan? I'm a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. Hey, they they did they did it yesterday, huh? The, man, we're going to do it this year. <laughs> I, I walked into this place, the old local. He said, he said, man, where are you from? And I said, well, I'm from Dallas. And he said, well, you know the Dallas Cowboys, I heard, are going to go 14-2 and two this year. 14 convictions and uh, 14 yeah 14 arrests two convictions i said man don't be hating on the cowboys so oh man hey so i saw dak you know people people mess with him they say he can't throw the long ball that you know it's all like the short passes so but he aired it out yesterday well i mean the thing about him man is he's got an arm and i i feel that so anybody from texas i'm sure you have listeners all over the place that are texas born bred and raised and if you grew up playing Texas football, you know that you don't want to – you always get hurt. It's just going to happen. It's so a part we, of it. Yeah, so he probably doesn't, you know, want to take that extra time. I don't blame him. We're going to go ahead and, and make this switch, get on the FM. We're talking to Ready, Set, Go Consulting right here on KGA Radio this morning. Again, if you're watching on Facebook, smash the share button. Get this get this uh, stream like, out. Like, go like. share it in a group. Let's do it. Here we go. Good morning. It's 9.08 a.m. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. I'm Gardy. We have a special guest here in studio. I'm going to let him introduce himself and share the name of his consulting company. Sure. My name is Joshua B. Pritchett. I'm with Ready, Set, Go Consulting. We are 
a 21st century advertising agency that deals with social media, websites, radio, TV, everything that you need to do in order to get your business out there. We do it in a way that you think that your phone, that your customers are going to think the phone is listening to them when they're looking for your business. Hey, that happens. Earlier, you got a call, and I think my phone was listening because it was uh, telemarketing. It was. I got the call asking me if I wanted to enroll in an insurance plan, and then two <laughs> minutes later, you get a call for insurance plan. I guess they're tracking us, man. Yeah. So who is the ideal client for your business? Who can you help? Sure. I, I mean, I can help anybody. Uh, my ideal client, uh, traditionally, I've always worked in um, a little bit larger companies, so mid-sized to larger businesses. I've worked for uh, traditionally Fortune 500 companies and traveled all over the place and did big buys for Pepsi and done big buys and commercials for other companies as well. But I'm trying to switch gears and kind of shift focus to help people who can't afford a big advertising team. So right now I'm kind of still focusing on my larger clients, but am trying to add some some value to some of our hometown heroes. Yeah, we were talking a little bit off the air before we went on, and there was the topic of of a business not necessarily taking advantage of everything that's offer, offered through technology today. And in our area, I feel like there's there's a lot of great businesses that are doing it great and right, but there's some people that still have room to grow. Absolutely, absolutely. So any business that you have, I mean, you could have listeners out there that – you know, own a car dealership. I I know you have that. I mm-hmm. know that there are listeners out there that, you know, frankly, could have a rental property or something like that. People are good usually at the business that they do. They're the best widget makers. They're the best at making um, arroz con pollo when it comes to Mexican food, whatever, whatever it is, you know, Bonito. but they're, hey man, <laughs> only on Saturdays and Sundays, but they're usually not the best at marketing and advertising their business yeah. in the most effective way. So what I love to do is I love to sit down with a potential client and, you know, I have questionnaires that I go over because if anybody tells you that marketing and advertising is cookie cutter, they're just straight lying to you and trying to take your money. It has to be custom. It has to be custom, man, because how I'm going to market Menudo and Arroz con Pollo is different how I'm going to market, you know, a big time construction company. The clients are different. The money's different. But all in all, there is effective and great way to do it. Yeah, what are the important questions to ask whenever you are consulting someone? You sure. know, and what is the what is there a question like one, two, three? These are the three things I need to know right off the bat. It's not one, two, three. It's ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. But, <laughs> and so, uh, number one, uh, you actually stole one of them. Is you know who is your ideal client? What what are the people that you're walking to? And whereas a restaurant, it's the people in that general vicinity, it's people who are hungry, right? If yeah. I'm wanting food, I want to come in. Now, on another end, it's radio station. Well, what kind of people are listening to your station? What kind of music are you playing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at the analytics, which is just a fancy way my sister makes fun of me of saying that word analytics because she's like, what, I, what is that? And it's just a fancy nerd way <laughs> to numbers. say, yeah, what do you mean? just to say the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I know the demographics. I know if they're male, female. I know their ethnicity. I know you know, where they live, mm-hmm. you can find out how much they make, all the above, to, to create a custom client list for a company. So that's number one. You know, Facebook and social media takes uh, takes all that and kind of hands it to you. Sure. But you, I guess you wouldn't be surprised, but I feel like there's a lot of people that don't know that's an option at all. Absolutely. And I think that, so when there's, there's two sides of it. One, I am um, 
what's called a premier Google partner, which means that one, I'm the only one in Galveston County. I'm, I think, one of three to five in all of Houston area. Mm -hmm. uh, but what that means is, you know, we're we're partners with Google because we understand it. We understand uh, all the back end nerdy stuff to it. But like you're saying with Facebook and Google, they give you a glimpse of that. And but there's an actually more advanced backside of it when you are a business manager and things like that mm -hmm. to where it gives you so in-depth of real-time information of what your client is who's watching your videos what's understanding this what's understanding that so that you can not only sell your products but or services but just be the most effective that you can in getting in front of the right people yeah and then youtube i think they offer some of that and it's a little bit different. Like Facebook, I, I kind of have a grasp on it. Sure. And then you get to Google and it's just like, okay, I know it's there. Sure. I don't understand. And then YouTube, sure. I'm just like, man, I, I can maybe figure out one. But that's when it, why it's important well, to bring in an expert. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's Zuckerberg and his team, they try to make it to where you can see who's doing what and this, that, and the other. But, you know, the big guys at Google and you know, which includes YouTube and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. It It is very in-depth. It is very, you know, you can get lost in the sauce, as they say. Yeah. But it's it's good if you have um, experience. You know, my, myself and my team, we're, you know, been computer nerds since before it was cool. And so, you know, it just kind of developed us into careers. Do you remember what your first computer was? I built it um, because, so this is super funny and I'm not going to, you know, talk about my age or anything. Uh, but my father made fun of me because he didn't understand it. He said to me, he was like, I don't understand. Like, you, you should want a car. Like, every teenager wants a car. And I was like, well, dad, like, I really need a computer because, you know, a car, I can't make any money. I could deliver pizzas like my buddies, but they don't really make that much. And I, like, want to start making money. And so, um, Man, I worked hard manual labor jobs as I was bred to do. I'm a big boy, so I was always put to work. But I knew I didn't want to do it forever, and I did it long enough to buy a computer, start making websites way back when. And, you know, my dad doesn't think I'm crazy anymore because, you know, it worked out for me. It worked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It worked. So you've always been into computer technology. Like if a new gadget comes out, are you trying to get it? Um, it depends, man. I do a lot of like market research. I get to go to like conventions and things like that to check it out. Um, my wife usually puts the brakes on things. Uh, we're blessed. We have a, a baby on the way. So she's she definitely tells me, you know, what gadgets I can go out and, and swipe and, and grab those and which ones I can't. But um, I think more so I used to, you know, a couple years back, I'd buy anything and everything the day it came out. Like, yeah. I, the day the iPhone dropped, the day that the new iPad dropped, I'd be there. I'd be on the list. I'd be one of the first ones to get it. Yeah. You know, whenever it comes to business and, and media and marketing, a lot of the times, if, if the companies are doing right, they, they make you think, hey, you have to have this. If you don't yeah. have this, but that's not necessarily the case because you can absolutely still not. get your stuff sure. and your message across using stuff that is not like the newest. Sure, absolutely. And I think it's all about... Um, I've talked to certain of my clients and, you know, I kind of preface, it's about your mindset. You know, are, is the technology going to work harder than you or are you working harder than the technology? Yeah. It's great. It's a tool, man. But the business owner, the person that is a passionate about it, you with the radio, 
that like that's a passion. These cameras and the these mics, they don't have that passion. They're tools. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a big part of it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So right now we are talking to Ready, Set, Go. Joshua Pritchett, he is in studio. It's 9, 17 a.m. on a Monday. Again, if you're watching on Facebook, smash the share button. If you have any questions whenever it comes to consulting, now's the time to ask because I'm going to ask those questions and maybe you'll get some uh, some advice that can you know change change your life forever. We're, we were talking a, a bit to Joshua and found out he's from Dallas. So you're from Dallas, and I think sure. you mentioned you ended up in St. Louis, and you traveled, I mean, all over the world doing what you do. But how sure. did you end up in St. Louis? So I actually uh, left Dallas. My wife and I left Dallas, and we uh, we traveled the world, man. We went all we went to Haiti first, and this was right around the time, uh, right after the earthquake uh, that rocked th- yeah. that whole island down there. And so we were down there for a bit. I lived extensively in South America in the Amazon jungle. After that, we went to Africa. Uh, East Africa, traveled to like Mozambique, Tanzania, different places like that. I have to ask why. Like why? Just because you wanted to and said, hey, why not? Or is it business that led you there? Or just sure. we can. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, it was part of, I mean, man, to be honest with you, it was part. Um, at that time, I I didn't have any faith. And, you know, I, it was something that kind of changed in me. And so I was trying to find God and, you know, develop a relationship whatever that meant. I heard somebody say that. And so for me, it was, well, I don't quite understand what that means. And I had this internal change so drastically. uh, And what I described to people wholeheartedly is that's when I met God. And so I, you know, walked away from more money than my parents ever dreamed of and all the toys and whatnot and wanted to go and find God. And that developed into, uh, I worked on several documentaries uh, going different places and you know it was my path for a while and I loved every minute of it and kind of miss it every day wow how you mentioned something about the jungle like what's sure. the jungle like because that's like legit Man, I'll, I'll have to share some pictures and videos with you because it is anything like I can even describe so I'll try really hard. But um, (laughs) so I was there alone. My wife was here when I first went down Mm -hmm. um, and I was in the jungle and there were nights where I, you know, got to sleep underneath more stars than you can even imagine. Like the sky is almost kind of glowing of so many stars. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, on the other side of that, if you're not looking at the stars, uh, you're hearing sounds that you have no idea what they're like. You have no idea what they are. And they sound like they're right, you know, 10, 15 feet away. Um, I remember one night I went to the bathroom uh, in the middle of the night. Uh, Nature called, pun intended. Uh, (laughs) And so I went out and I realized that there was a, you know, something in the path. And, you know, I had a small little flashlight and I took a stick and I killed this snake. I just thought, oh, it's a snake. I mean, right. My dad. My mother is a big city person and my father loves the country. So I've been around snakes. I know what it's like. So I killed this snake. Didn't think twice of it. Thought it was a grass snake like we have up here. Well, in the morning, uh, one of the villagers and, you know, I spoke Spanish the entire time I was there because I was in Peru. And he said, you know, where did this snake come from? And I said, oh, I killed it last night. I had to go to the bathroom. and I just killed it with a stick. And he told me, like, he exclaimed to me in Spanish and he was just like, this is like our most poisonous snake. So then like when I got back, I looked it up and it's called a Bushmaster and it's the fourth most poisonous snake in the world. Wow. And so it could have all been done right there at, at the night. But 
We went crocodile hunting in the middle of the night, all kinds of stuff. Man, so whenever it came to your sleeping arrangement, this is actually a question from our Facebook stream. said, hey, did sure. you have a hammock? Did you sleep in tents? What was going on? So <laughs> part of the time that I slept in a hammock, um, which I started with that, the problem with that is when you're expanded, you have these big mosquito nets, right? Yeah. They don't cover your back. Oh, so no. So all the way up and down your spine is just the mosquitoes will find you. So they'll go in, in, in you know, they you're, will you're on the tent to go hammock. through it. Absolutely. So what found out, all the, you know, all the villagers, all the locals, they sleep on the ground. They thought I was funny because I'm trying to set up a hammock and a yeah. tree. You know, they're making fun of me. Do they still have the mosquito tent? Yeah, they have the mosquito nets. They make them by hand. Wow. Like, they make their own. What about the snakes? You, the fourth you, poisonous you, snake you, in the world! You, you, you have to build, like, a... It's, it's like <laughs> Texas cowboys, man. They Woo. build, like... A little thing with either clothes or rope that kind of keeps snakes away. So yeah. um, I started off, Facebook listener, I started off in a hammock, but I got chewed through uh, <laughs> by mosquitoes. And it's funny because we did this event one night um, at an orphanage that we have building there. Um, and it's actually opening up this August. It's going to be when we kind of are finished with it. But um you know, we, we blew up all these balloons and mosquitoes are attracted to human breath. A lot of people don't know that, but it's the carbon dioxide. And so we blew up all these balloons and we're putting them up in this, you know, tiny little hut that we had this little party in for kids popping popcorn, giving them peppermint candies. And they thought it was like we gave them the world. But the balloons start popping and we realize it's because the mosquitoes are popping. Mm. That's a big mosquito. If it's popping balloons and things like that, yeah, yeah. So, my sister, uh, my sister, I tried to get her to go with me. Um, I have five sisters actually, and my youngest one, which is my biological sister, um, and she said, "Well, there's spiders." I said, "Yeah, there's like tarantulas and crocodiles and all kinds of stuff." And she was like, "I can deal with crocodiles, but I can't go because there's spiders and tarantulas." So she's got a big case of arachnophobia. Oh no! So okay. You, you've traveled all over. Sure. You ended up back down here. Absolutely. And we talked about this a little bit before. You said you have some family, you know, in this part of, of Texas. Sure. And, you know, in the Houston area. Absolutely. So after Harvey, I think you came down down this way. Can you sure. share? Yeah. So um, a lot of my family uh, live not only in Houston and they live up that way. I have some, some great family members that, you know, work for Halliburton and a lot of great places. And they live up towards Houston. Uh, my attorney, my best friend, they're all up that way. Um, I also have some family closer to the, to the coast out here up and mm -hmm. towards Beaumont and things like that. And when Harvey hit, I had just got back into the United States and it, for me, it was, it was drastic. I wasn't here. I can't imagine what it was like for the people that were here. Um, I can't pretend to know what that's like, but it was drastic for me because I have love, I had loved ones in the past. And Texas is home, you know, more than any place of mm -hmm. any country that I've been in in my entire life. Um, but, you know, it, it was drastic for me because I knew not only there were loved ones, but I had neighbors. You know, I had fellow Texans that needed help. And so we orchestrated uh, having teams come down from D.C., worked with a fantastic organization by World Hope International. Um, and got people to not only give money, give supplies, brought 18-wheeler uh, trucks, coordinated teams, you know, at the drop of a hat, uh, cases and cases of water just to make sure that people 
we're sustaining. I mean, there's a lot still to be done. And so that was for me, one of the big pushes Mm -hmm. for moving back home to Texas. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. I think God brought me home and, um, I'm very eager to roll up my sleeves and get to working. You know, I, I'm used to the boardroom and I'm used to suits and things like that, but I'm also, you know, before all of that, I was used to swinging a hammer and helping people out. And that's really where my heart is. That's awesome. Last week, we talked to an organization called the 4B Disaster yeah. Network Relief. Uh, they're, they're a local organization, and they started as a coalition between some local churches here. Sure. And what they are doing right now is focusing on people who have not recovered from Harvey. Absolutely. So that's there's still work to be done, and it's hard to it's hard to fathom. You know, we're, we got a couple years away from, from Harvey, but there's a lot of people who still haven't recovered or they're living without drywall or they don't have plumbing. It's weird. It's weird, but... Um, a lot of people have recovered, but a lot have not. For when we when we first got here, one of the things, uh, and it's funny because I actually work with 4B pretty extensively. We do their uh, first Saturday of every month. Yeah. They do a serving, mm-hmm. um, and they have certain locations and stuff like that. And it doesn't matter if you don't know how to hang drywall, if you don't know how to do flooring. Um, you know, sometimes they just need people to help. And so um, – that's awesome because I think they're a fantastic organization. But when we first got here, I connected with a, a few organizations, but they're uh, the main one that I our partnership really blossomed and grew with and did assessments, went into people's houses yeah. a year after and saw, you know, people living in a tent inside of a house, living yeah. with people with no walls, people with no floor. And I mean, it will break your heart to see it. But like for your listeners you know, I think it's really important to just know we never know what somebody down the block or around the corner is going through. But it is important for us to help out. And, yeah, you know, yeah, because even if you think about it, like a house, the house may look good on the outside. Sure. On the inside, there could be nothing. Absolutely. And it kind of goes the same with people. You know, when you were touching on this as well, mm-hmm. you know, you had it all. You had, Absolutely. you know, everything on, on the outside, but there still felt like there was something missing. And for me, the biggest thing is, you know, I wasn't I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I don't even think I was born with a spoon, you know, it's sport, <laughs> yeah, plastic we, sport, we, maybe <laughs> yeah, we had to eat with our hands. But, you know, we my parents were fantastic because they are both workers. They're hustlers to the bone. Um, they're not together anymore. But, you know, I still commend them both because they worked hard to make sure that, you know, we didn't have luxuries, but we never went without either. Um, but to understand that, you know, when you don't, when you're raised with nothing and you don't have, you know, necessarily a relationship with God, or you don't have, you know, something driving you, money was driving me. Like, I just wanted to be rich. When people ask me, well, what are you going to be when you grow up? I would just say, I'm going to be rich. Like Mm -hmm. I'm tired of being broke. And I don't use the word poor because I think poor is a mindset. I just didn't have money. And so by 25, man, I had more money than my parents and most people could even think or fathom or dream about um, toys, trucks, penthouse, all of that stuff. But like I expressed to you off air, you know, there was a void. There was a an emptiness there. And I tried to fill it with everything in the world that was destructive, that it wasn't until I found something constructive, something real, something life-giving that changed my life. And I realized the money is just... It's funny because people ask me now and I, man, I could care less about money. You know, it's a tool just like 
anything else, just technology. like technology. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So you ended up coming back down here. You made the move, and I think you said you're you're out of Galveston now, and it's ready, set, go, consulting. Um, you you also expressed you know talking at College of the Mainland, sure. you know trying to connect with the different cities, and I, I guess doing like PR and spreading awareness that uh, sometimes needs help. You know these Absolutely. these businesses need help, sure. but like so, why do you feel like that's something you need to do? I feel like it's something that I need to do because it's a talent that I've been given. I didn't realize, it's hard for me to realize, like when, you, whatever your norm is, you know, if you're the best cook or if you're the best, you know, speaker, whatever it may be, you don't realize it's a gift until a certain point because then you start seeing, well, not everybody can do this. Mm -hmm. And so for me, having been in media my entire life and my career and whatnot, I didn't realize how second nature it was to me. And so I just thought, well, anybody could do it. Well, I realized it, I was made to do it. I was born to do it. And so for me, was I born to do it to line my own pocket? Well, I made that mistake once. It's not about that. It's about helping those organizations. I'm actually a bit selective when it comes to my clients. You know, there's certain clients that I say no to. There's certain clients that I've, you know, said, well, this probably won't work after a certain amount of time you know, I can refer you to somebody else, but it's because I want to devote my life, my time to the making the positive, having a positive influence and, and helping the right people. And so for me, um, I realized that it's not only a talent, but it's something I was born to do and not everybody's good at it. So if I can help them grow their business, if I can help them grow their organization or their nonprofit or charities I've worked with, um, Alzheimer's Association and the American Heart Association, different things like that that are a good cause that do a lot of good, but they may not be the best at advertising or marketing. Yeah. Whenever you were speaking at College of the Mainland, whenever you speak to, to kids who are at, at that age, what kind of message do you share with them? So for the number one, when we were speaking at College of the Mainland last week, it was being put on by a local lady by the name of Doreen Hughes, who is a John Maxwell uh, speaker. And so I have been a fan of John Maxwell because my my master's degree was actually written and taught by John Maxwell and his team. And so it was a master's in leadership. And mm -hmm. so for for that, it was specific men and women of College of the Mainland that are looking to be leaders of tomorrow. Now, they may not have been born with a silver spoon or a spoon at all, but they are looking to be somebody one day. And so I started that off and the panel that I sat on were other community leaders, uh, not only law enforcement, but uh, previous NFL players, you know, people who work in finance, all the above. And so for me, my message, everybody there is, has more experience in their own realm. They were, you know, a little bit more seasoned than I am, um, meaning they're just a little bit older. But I want to give these kids a crash course what it means. Just because you were born somewhere doesn't mean you have to die there. There's plenty. I lost one of my best friends when we were very young um, in the neighborhood that we grew up in. Um, and it really, you know, had a hard time. It broke my heart because this guy could have been anything he wanted, uh, but he got caught up in the life. Um, other family is the same. But for me, talking to them, it's about changing. It, you, can't, you can't change the hand that you were dealt but you can know how to play the cards. And so for me, it's taking 
whatever situations that you're in, whatever situation you were born to and changing those around, whether it's through technology, whether it's through, you know, hard work. For me, it was education and technology. And I realize it's not cookie cutter for everybody, but whatever they want, whatever they dream, whatever they aspire to is attainable. But you have to get rid of the distractions. You have to get rid of the destructive parts of their life. Yeah, I think at a certain age, reality will will hit you and you think like, man, I can't do that. Because whenever I, I think about a young child talking to him, what do you want to be? I want to be an astronaut. You know, I want to be the president of the United States. Sure. And then whether that's other people, maybe it's your parents or other students or friends saying, man, you can't do that. Come on, pick something realistic. And we kind of stop dreaming and then that mentality, like you talked about earlier, you know, poor is, it can, it's a mentality, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, those, crushing those dreams is almost like a mentality, but you got to have that shift. Is that easy to do, to shift your mentality? It, it is the, probably, I'd say, one of the most difficult things to do, to be honest with you, but it's worth doing. And I think that, you know, when you see success stories, like I had mentioned to you, I've worked with celebrity clients. I've worked with people that, you know, in the public eye, they matter. They didn't do it alone. Nobody does it alone. And so for that to happen, whether it's um, whether it's sports or whether it's business or whether it's singing, you have to go for it, but you have to not only use the people around you uh, that are trying to help you, that are trying to be those positive influence, because maybe, you know, one of your listeners or, or you know, is a young person that doesn't have a positive influence. Maybe their, you know, their parents aren't necessarily supportive or, you know, their parents aren't in their lives. I worked with a young guy in St. Louis who was a musical artist and, you know, just didn't get the best feedback. You know, his parents right. wanted him to just get a job, this, that, and the other. Uh, he's traveled all over the world, done shows in Phoenix and L.A., uh, Australia. He's working you know, in the music industry and he's making traction, but nobody will out hustle this kid. He is just like he's he eats, breathes, sleeps music. He is just creative all the time. And he I remember there's times where he's gotten a job, but it's just so that he can still keep doing what he loves. And that kind of passion is what you need. Yeah. I don't know if everybody has that, though. You know, some people, and th that's the people that kind of sure. set themselves apart. They're almost Absolutely. obsessed with it. I think of, like, Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. You talk about how much they train. One of my So we, we kind of joked off air, but I constantly talk in movie quotes. I constantly talk in music lyrics. I don't sing them because I'm not talented that way, but um, my wife would testify to that. So, But, you know, what I mean by that is there's this fantastic quote um, from Rocky. It says, for a 45-minute fight, you have to train for 45,000 minutes. 45,000 for a 45-minute fight. And what that means is, like, your 15 minutes of fame or that time where you're on, uh, where everybody's looking at you, and whether it's your athletic ability or your intellect or whatever it is, there's preparation that goes into that. And so it's not like you just show up and it happens. There's a lot of work into it. And, uh, and I yeah. express that with my clients as well because it's about everything that you put into it, everything that you're thinking about and training for and, and wanting to do until it's time. And when, that, when the time comes, you're ready for it. Is it possible to be a successful business owner, to be a success without being obsessive, without being... They're, you know, knocking the door down, you know, kicking it down, trying to get 
to where you want to be. Is it possible? It depends on the business, but my go-to answer for that is absolutely not. Yeah, like I, if if you're if you're in it, you need to be all in it. Mm-hmm. I I I had a great mentor that that told me, um, you know, if you he tells the story and he says, you know, this very successful guy, he gets up and you know he he's trying to get this that and the other, and he meets this you know icon, this you know expert this guru whatever you want to call him and he gets and there was something in this guy that sparked this expert's interest and he said you know what i'm going to give you a private lesson meet me at the beach tomorrow morning so he goes to the beach shows up in a suit all tied up ready to go the other guy comes out in shorts he doesn't know what he's thinking well am i you know what's going on and he said okay go ahead and take that suit off and i need you to start walking out in the water and so he starts sending, he's, he, he doesn't know what he's going to do, but he just starts taking the suit off because this guy's an expert. This guy is the best of the best. Can you imagine if Kobe, if you saw Kobe and he's like, well, I'll teach you how to play basketball. Meet me at the beach. Take that off. Start walking out in the water. You do it. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guy knows how to ball. Right. And so you start going out and you start going out and he goes out further and further in the water. And hopefully, you know, he gets all the way out there to where the water's right above his mouth and his nose. And so he's just treading water as fast as he can. And the other guy's sitting out there and he's just telling him, he's like, keep going, keep going. And he's like, you know, he's just struggling, trying to stay above water. And he told him, until you want success, until you want your business, your platform, your music, whatever it is, until you want that to as much as you want breath, you will not be successful. You have to be obsessed with it. I mean, there's there's times I was talking to a colleague of mine. Um, I pulled an all-nighter, you know, and it's something that I've been trying to stop doing. Again, I have a pregnant wife at home and things like that. Um, but I'm notorious for pulling all-nighters. I'm notorious for, you know, sleeping in the studio or I'm notorious for, you know, sitting at my computer until 7 a.m. You know, I have certain clients that I tell them, you know, if you try to contact me early in the morning, I'm just now powering down. This machine's just now going down. And what that means for me is, you know, I want it more than you because while you're sleeping, I'm working. While everybody's going, I'm trying to be better. And sometimes, you know, I have a, a my wife's brother jokes at me because he says I'm an avid reader, but he says that I don't read books, that I eat books because he's seen me just go through books like crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's important to gain knowledge. It's important to to expand your horizons so that you can be obsessed, but so that you can understand things you may not have always understood. Yeah. So you're always kind of pushing um, whenever it comes to getting, gaining more information, whether that's reading books or, you know, seminars or listening to podcasts and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that it's important. And I, I mean, it could be anything I've learned. I've learned tools for business. I've learned tools for clients that I would have never got from a business podcast or a business seminar or anything like that. I've learned them from off the wall things. I think that if you, you focus on, you know, those positive outlooks. If you focus on what works for you, I'm, I'm big about not being cookie cutter because I'm not cookie cutter for my clients, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, we're in the 21st century. 
were were able to do all of these things. I've been in a part of my career. I was in th three to four time zones in one day. So we would start off in on the East Coast and end up, you know, say you go from New York and you're in New York in the morning, then you're in Chicago and then Chicago, you go out to L.A. You know, that's one day. And then yeah. by the time you get to L.A., you're ready to go to sleep. But it's, you know, <laughs> 6 p.m. in L.A., to me, L.A. doesn't get started till about eight or nine. Yeah. Sometimes nine or ten. And so whether it's a business deal or whatever it is in media, you know, you've constantly, constantly got to be pushing. And I think for for my life, it's solely an example of of what it means to be obsessed, what it means to to push harder than anybody else. So I, I know we just talked about not being cookie cutter or giving, you know, everybody is. Uh, different and it's all custom right sure but and now i'm gonna ask you to do something, something right. kind of so if you could give advice to people who are business owners we touched a little bit on analytics you got to know who your customers are you got to realize you know who, what, what they look like so that way you can reach your message to them we also talked about you know social media is there any advice that you could give we have a lot of business owners who sure. who tune in that you can kind of give in a general way you know without having all the information about oh, I'll give them all the information how yeah. about that yeah so um you know one of the big things for me is stay in your lane you know I I get that I'm a bit biased when it comes to that because I'm in the business of that but if you're putting bad content out there you're you're hurting yourself you know you're going to be hurting your business if you're wanting to push your dream Again, whether your dream is a food truck or your or your dream is a franchise, it doesn't matter. But you don't push bad content. Simply just don't do it. For what you could spend on, you know, things that don't really matter, you can allocate and look at that. I've written, you know, hundreds of business plans with different people and help them with budgeting and stuff like that. And whereas I do that on a non-disclosure, so I don't, you know, I can't sit here and tell you what company makes what and things. I take it very seriously. But I, at the same sense, what I take very seriously is how they're spending and how they're allocating what they have. You know, I, I realize small businesses and startups and things like that, you don't have a whole lot of money. But it, in today's day and age, you can spend a little bit and get a lot for it. Mm -hmm. And so... Just be smart about it. Don't put bad content out there. Um, I I would I would look whether it's myself or somebody else um, that you can maybe you can't hire them on retainer. Maybe you can't hire them every month or on a regular basis, but you can work with them uh, for certain events. Maybe you can work with them for your grand opening, or you have you know a, a cookout or a fish fry or something or a like taco that. cook off or a taco Everybody cook off those, yeah <laughs> absolutely man on october 12th 9 october to 3 p.m. 9 to 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah i love that for sure and so um you know it's important to you know certain events like that that you do it the right way because how you're seen to your to the community around you how you're seen not only to the physical community around you but the digital and online community around you are all potential customers are people going to want to come back to your restaurant? Are they going to want to come back to your, you know, franchise or whatever it may be? Yeah, I, I've talked to people and they, they're kind of under the idea of, hey, content, whether it's good, bad, any content, at least it's content, right? Yeah, it's, you know, my, it's funny because uh, 
my baby sister and I laugh because we have this, you know, every dad has those few dad sayings that they always say. Dad jokes. Yeah. Dad, yeah. yeah. My dad Dadisms. never really had dad jokes, but he had these like dad, you know, phrases or words of wisdom for us. And one of them is no good. No news is good news. And um, I didn't really understand that. I didn't know what that meant for a long time. Um, so I kind of rely on that to uh, when you just said that just because it's content doesn't mean that it's good content. And if you and this isn't me saying this, this is uh, entrepreneur. This is Forbes magazine. This is, you know, the the people who do this for a living um, that do all of these studies and things like that. And they say, if you put bad content out, you basically shoot yourself in the foot when it comes to, to business sometimes. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Right now it's 945. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. If you're watching on Facebook, smash the share button. Share this out. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to let me know here in the Facebook stream. If you're watching on Channel 46, feel free to call a friend, text a friend. Hey, tell them to turn on 46.2 that we're hanging out. We're talking to Ready, Set, Go Consulting. We got Joshua here talking about marketing, talking about business, talking about what you can do to take your business to the next level or even get it started. You talked about writing a business plan. I talk to a lot of people and they have a dream. Sure. Sometimes even here, you know, guilty of like, hey, Wild West, we'll figure it out as we go. Sure. You know, ready, set, fire, you know, or fire, ready, set, however they yeah, say, you know. absolutely. How important is that if you have something brand new starting up that you kind of put it down on paper in a way that, that makes sense? I think that it's pertinent. I mean, it's essential. You have to have it. And whether it's putting it down on paper, just getting those ideas, sometimes those ideas come at a weird um, at a weird time. They could come at three o'clock in the morning, write them down. Um, for me, I have, I use tools like I have, you know, whether it's on the computer or the tablet or the phone, if I have ideas, I have, um, I use certain applications that I can just brain dump or I can you know, actually handwrite everything yeah. digitally so that I don't lose the piece of paper because or a business card or something like that. If you hand me a business card, I'm going to take a picture of it right then and there. I store it digitally. It does all that cool, fancy stuff because, you know, it keeps my overhead costs low. I don't have to have, you know, a personal assistant. I don't have to have all of that stuff because it works. The technology works for me. Is there an app for that? There's an always an app for that. What is it? Card Cruncher. Card Cruncher. That's See, that's... It. Awesome because a business card is it's necessary, but then managing. Sure. Hey, how do you how do you make sure you keep this information? Old school people listening are going to remember a Rolodex, and so I remember. I remember you know Rolodex, and I remember my boss at the time had a Rolodex, and he used to tell me all the time that his Rolodex was worth millions because of the contacts that he had and right. he had made and things like that. And I was one of his first ones, first employees that was like all digital, and. You know, he taught me things, uh, how to make notes and whatnot. And we have much better apps today than we did back then. But, you know, there's a way that you don't want to lose that information. Maybe you just walked out of a business meeting and just hit a home run. I write everything down from the person's first name, maybe likes, dislikes. You know, there's a funny clip on uh, The Office, you know, and it talks about Michael Scott and he's got a Rolodex and Dwight steals his Rolodex and he goes in and he starts reading off the Rolodex and he says things to a client that he shouldn't have said. Yeah. But he would only understand, Michael Scott would be the only one to understand that. 
He said, green means go, so go ahead and don't say that. You know, nobody knows <laughs> yeah. that. But to you, you got to yeah. find out what works for you. So whether it's, you know, keeping a Rolodex old school, keeping those business cards in a business card holder in your car, but always knowing which client you're in front of, which client you're understanding, um, and and to know the best way to, to service them. All right. Hey, what's the vision for Ready, Set, Go? So for me, the vision of Ready, Set, Go um, – on a personal note is to build a legacy for my children. So I got my first child on the way. Um, Ready, Set, Go isn't the only business that I'm tied to, but it is my, you know, it's my number one. And so Ready, Set, Go is to build a legacy for my child. And that's all of my businesses. But for me, uh, professionally, Ready, Set, Go is about helping community helping businesses. I realize that not everybody's the best at marketing and advertising where I have, you know, close to 15 years experience when it comes to it. Uh, for me, the number one thing is to help them grow. And again, I'm selective with my clients. So I've had clients offer me, you know, $50,000, $60,000 for a contract. And I've turned it down. I've said no to it because they're just what kind of things would make you want to do that? Like, what doesn't make sense to you? Is it like a moral thing or like, hey, the vision doesn't line up? It's it's it would be both. You know, sometimes it's been a moral issue. Um, you know, you can make business out of anything, but I don't necessarily have to tie my business to that. So, you know, I do a lot of philanthropy. I do a lot when it comes to uh, charity and, you know, different churches and uh, my home church of Resonate uh, here in Texas City. Um, but the, the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I want it to be my business is a, an extension of me. It's a, of what I want to do. And so for for that, I don't want to necessarily be tied to something I'm not proud to be yeah, tied, especially to. if you want to leave it as a legacy for your for your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that um, right now, you know, my wife and I, we don't know if our kid's a boy or a girl. Oh, y'all Because when does the baby do? October 24th. So y'all, they've had the results, but you don't want to know. I, we, we, man, I, every time we walk to UTMB, which, fan, I mean, I'm. Y'all must not, have to wear a sign because they'd be like, how's the baby? I yell at, girl? like, not, not in a bad way, but I like <laughs> announce it when I walk in. Because if you always get a different, you know, different nurse or different yeah. doctor, I'm like, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. So, you know, they just like, this one lady looked at me like I was crazy. And so I don't get a plug for them, but I've been extremely happy with UTMB, um, you know, and there's they've all been fantastic over there. Even looking at me side eye and crazy when I'm announcing, <laughs> don't tell me if it's a boy or a girl. So, yeah, that's a little old school, dude. It's I the way that I see it is, you know, it's my job to know what's going to happen in business. It's my job to know what's going to happen before it does. Mm -hmm. That's been my job for you know, almost these last 15 years. And so for me, it's something that I don't want to know. It's the last, pro it's probably the only great surprise yeah. that I'll get. It's my job for there not to be surprises. And so, you know, that's a surprise I look forward to. <laughs> How do you all prepare and, de and decorate? And so does the family know? Does any of the family nobody know? Nobody knows. That's good. My parents swear that I know and that I'm just not telling them. My dad, you know, and my mom tell me all the time. They just say, you know, well, I know, you know, I know, you know. And so it's really important to, um, you know, have a platform with KHEA radio to to yell, hey, I don't know, mom <laughs> and dad, you know. And so 
We really don't. We're just super excited. It's a blessing either way. Just super, just yeah. super, super proud to be a dad. I'm gonna. Yeah. What I'm gonna work hardest at in my life. So. Do you watch Friends? Come on. Yeah. Well, I figured if you watch The Office, you probably watch Friends. So it reminds me of the you know Ross and Rachel having a baby. Sure. And, you know, like, Ruth's on the table. You right. know, it's like, well, you only want it to be that name because you know. You sure. know. And he's like, right. no, I don't know. And then yeah. they, they know. They're just, <laughs> they're just like, trying to find, <laughs> dig down. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about names? Y'all have just a little on both? And Well, we have one of each. So if it is, um, if it is my son, my legacy. Uh, so I'm the last of my family name. Okay. So I don't have any brothers. I'm the last of my family name. So, um, you know, I in a way, I want a son. Everybody swears that I'll have, um, I would be a better dad for a daughter. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward either one. Why not so, both? Right. <laughs> well, we know it's not twins. Not twins, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Uh, my wife is, I think she'd have a heart attack if she had twins. So she's about as big around as my little finger. And so she, somebody described at the baby shower, she looks like a toothpick with an olive stuck in it. So uh, <laughs> she's super cute. Though, yeah. And so if it's a son, if it's my son, his name will be Tristan Alexander. And if it's a daughter, her name will be Isla which is spelled I-S-L-A, which is island in Spanish, because she'll be B-O-I, yeah. um, Isla Georgiana. And Georgiana is a family name, a matriarchal fa fa uh, family name. So my wife is uh, British uh, Caribbean and from the island of Antigua Barbuda, which is our second home, love it. Um, and her grandmother just passed away about a month ago, and that was her name. Georgiana. It's my wife's name, mm -hmm. um, my wife's middle name. And so, it, you know, just to keep the legacy going. That's awesome. Well, those are both beautiful names. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Man, um, whenever it comes to having children. So I have a son okay. who is six and I have a daughter that's two. Okay. And my son, you know, I was excited. I'm like, oh, yeah, baseball. You know, I'm just thinking about all right, the things. Right. We'll be able to do this and that and, and play music together. We'll start a band. Of course, he'll want to play Absolutely. with me. He'll be a musician. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's right. funny because kids have their own plans. So like sure. baseball, he's like, eh, I don't eh. really like I'm like, Okay, what's next? Sure. We'll try martial arts and this other stuff. Right. But whenever we had my daughter, that changed me because I always was like, oh, if it's another boy, that'll be awesome. Sure. But then, like, I just found out. You turn into mush. Man. Yeah, yeah I do. absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why everybody says that I'll be a really good uh, dad for a daughter because I'm definitely not above tea parties and all the. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like that with my sister. I've, like I said, I have four stepsisters and, you know, I they're all great people and so i you know i love having the relationship with that i've had very influential and and great women in my life and so i'd like to raise one as well yeah now when it comes to a son um my wife's father came to the united states uh to play soccer uh played pro back in the day her adopted brother is from brazil and he plays pro now in st louis her young, her brother, her youngest brother, uh, plays college. Like they, big time soccer family or football. And so, um, I'm not the best. I didn't grow up playing it. So if the genes, well, it'll be interesting to see if the genes. Well, I don't even know if it's the genes because they told me all before. All before, they're like, "Well, you're gonna have if you have a son, you're gonna have to ship him up here so we can teach him how to play soccer." <laughs> because yeah, they're phenomenal, right? They're phenomenal. Their skill is just crazy but they're not none of them are very big like they're not big men 
they make fun my family the my wife's family make fun of me for being a giant they call me baby dino because they're just like you're a big guy you know and they tell me all the time man if i had my skill in soccer but i was your size yeah I, you know i'd be like ronaldo and yeah. i was like well i mean i can't help that i'm a big guy but i can't play football the way so maybe it'll be the skill and your size combined there i'm hoping so man I'm let's hoping go so. let's do it ready set go ready set go <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, how can somebody get a hold of you if they are looking to uh, contact you for any any needs at all, yeah, absolutely. They can you know they can find us all over social media at Ready Set Go Consulting. Uh, you can check us out at ReadySetGo.Consulting. We're above the com. We don't even need it. Um, you know we bought the whole the whole thing. So ReadySetGo.Consulting online. Check us all over social media. We're there. Um, you can call us you know locally if you're down here in Galveston County at 409-234-1135. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to share while you're here? Man, I just wanted to thank you so much. Thank you. Thank your listeners for for having me, getting a chat, spread some awareness, sp- spread some, you know, love and 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 positive um just conversation for the people. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll have to definitely get hooked up and maybe do some cool stuff together in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, worst comes to worst, October 12th, we I know a good place to get some tacos. That's so. what's up. Right here <laughs> at KHEA. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Dr. Bo Williams here in studio. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Boom. So we're still on, on Facebook and the TV stuff, but uh, we're off the FM. But yeah, thank you for hanging out, man. Yeah, man. I'm hey, thank it. you for letting me borrow your pen. I, You're you awesome. Can no, you sell me this pen. <laughs> that was like. That's a yeah, yeah. For sure. So there's a there's a trick to that. What is it? Absolutely. So sell me this pen, right? So yeah. Everybody's like, oh, well, this is a great pen. This, that, and the other, and you know, they kind of allude to it a little bit in that movie. Yeah. It's it's, you know, well, well, what do you do for work? Well, you know, this, that, and the other. Oh, okay, so you do contracts for people. You know, you get in. It's about asking questions. Right. Like I talk about with businesses. It's about knowing who your client is, knowing who your people are and what. Not to be custom. Absolutely. To them, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's, well, you know, well, I'm a waitress. Oh, well, you got to take down orders, don't you? Yeah. Or, well, I'm, you know, I'm a financial analyst. Okay, so you must do big contracts. What do your, what do your clients sign with? You know, do you just give them a BIC? Or you throw down a Mont Blanc and say, it's a million dollar deal. Yeah. So, hey, uh, do you follow Grant Cardone at all? Oh, he's one of yeah. he was here. He was here on Saturday. Yeah, did you he see was. that? I did. I had some I had some friends and family who went and uh, we had some stuff going on. But I saw like those sponsored po- hey, Grant. You know, he's he's great. But like those posts, they don't show up on accident, you know, to. No, absolutely. It's no. from people like me that are. You know, scanning making what you sure write. it happens. Absolutely, making sure it happens. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, man, September fourteenth. I'm gonna be in Houston. Come sure. out breakfast. I was like, oh man, I want to go. But I, I, I know, I, yeah, I had some friends that went. I saw some pictures, but yeah, he's a a huge inspiration. When I when I read the 10x rule, like, sure. actually, I listened to the audio book. But this was like 2018 Four. at the beginning oh, okay. of the of the year, and okay. that changed my life. Sure, yeah. absolutely. I think that. You know, he puts out some great content, you know, and he's a larger than life personality yeah. with it, which is important, you know. And, you know, I have a tendency to be that way myself, and I try to calm it down sometimes when I'm in front of people. But, like, that's who you are, so yeah. you can't turn it off. And so it's important. And he, like I said, he has a lot of great content that he's pushing out. He does. Point. I know sometimes 
Well, I used to li- and I, I love music still, but like just like at the gym, listening to like the Millionaire booklet. Sure. <laughs> like yeah, instead oh, of big time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the big things is like I'll I'll run on the treadmill or something like that, and you know be be listening to, you know like the crazy nerdiest business podcast that you can think of. But it's I told you off air, you know it's it's what gets me up in the morning. It's what gets me going. So yeah, why not? Cool. Cool. Hey man, Yo, thanks thank for you. having me. Absolutely. You have a great rest you of your too. day. Thank you. All right, guys. Hey, stay tuned because we're going to have Dr. Bo Williams in, and he's going to be sharing his brand-new book, brand-new single. We have a copy of it right here that we're going to be playing, uh, and I'm going to make sure that you guys get a chance to to listen to it. And if you haven't, it's called God Kept Me, and it should be available everywhere. I know it's available to, uh, to stream. It's available to download, to purchase, and uh, – we're going to learn all about it, about the name and the career and everything else. So, hello. How y'all doing? Hello, hello, hello. Y'all can hello. have a seat right here, and we'll get y'all situated. I'm glad y'all are able to come uh, come in today. Yes, I'm glad we are able to come. Too. All right. So, so right now, uh, we are live on our Facebook page. Okay. And we are going to switch over to the FM, but we're also on Channel 46 with our, with our video stream going on as well. Okay. So we're we're excited and um I I originally saw that you know new music was on the works from from James. Me and James we played basketball together, right? Uh-huh. Here at the school at the Christian school. Yeah. You guys were playing basketball. That's right. Yeah. I was told you about it. About that. Yeah, so you basketball Yeah, we played we played um in high school. In high school, yeah, but I'm trying to think so that would have been my junior year and James was one grade above me uh-huh. and man we we were good. Okay. <laughs> you guys were yeah. That was my role. You yeah. gotta know your role. Oh, you gotta yeah. know your role. That's right. We'll let let those guys shoot. My my job was just like I'm gonna go hustle and and fight for the rebounds. You yes. know. I know. Mm-hmm. And God is good. And after all this time. Forty-six years, my husband and I. God kept me. Yes. God yes. has kept us. Kept us. God is keeping you, and we mm. know that everybody can testify to a thing or two about what God has kept them from. That's yeah. true. That is very true. Amen. That is very true. So here's here's what we're gonna do. So right now it's ten o two, and I'm gonna go ahead and play this song for mm. for our folks who are listening on the FM, okay. and then after that's over, we'll go on and kind of go on the FM as well and kind of talk about it. Okay. And then I'll play it again in the. Uh, later on, maybe even a couple times as we uh, here we go. Okay. So yeah, they're they're hearing it on the FM and on the app and everything else, and okay. I'll just kind of watch. But okay, man. So how, how are you doing today? Doing wonderfully well. Doing All right. Well, yes. So right. the new the new music, and this uh-huh. is the like the first taste. Yes. Of it's the first single, but is there more music coming? Oh yes, oh yes. That's the first single uh, from the album. Uh, now the album is kind of based on our life story, mm-hmm. uh, our love story. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we have the, uh, a lot of them are love songs. Yes. And, and and the title of the new album is timeless. 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 Yes. Ooh, I like that. Yes. God is timeless. He is. You look at my husband. You say timeless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with God in in the Bible, like time is just kind of. It doesn't really exist yes, to him. That's right. You know, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. Yes. And 
I remember being a kid and just trying to understand, like, in the beginning, God created it. I was like, so what happened before that? Right. Why did he wait so long? Like, if I think of eternity this way, there's eternity that way. Uh-huh. And, like, I had to stop. I, yeah. I had to stop because it doesn't exist to him. There is no time. Yes, right. Yes. We right. only, we created that ourselves, and he's timeless. Yes, yes he is yes. timeless. So, you know? so God kept me. What does that mean to you? Well, many things. Um, uh, the, the number one thing is my wife and I have been married for 46 years, and he's kept our uh, uh, marriage together and kept our love together. She, she's my very best friend. But uh, I have a testimony. I was uh, doing a concert in Wichita Fall, and after the concert, uh, it was raining very hard, and uh, uh, my daughter was driving and my wife sitting in the passenger seat and I was sitting in the back and we didn't know the area and uh, my daughter rolled off into a puddle of water and the car stopped and uh, she said well dad what do I do now the car stopped I said well push the gas to the floor (laughs) put the pedal to the belt she said I already have it to the floor and uh, so my wife by this time she had jumped out of the window on the passenger side and the water was waist high oh my goodness and uh, then my daughter jumped out and uh, it was a kind of uphill climb so I uh, uh, eventually I got out (laughs) and got on the front hood slid down into the water and I'm thinking okay Lord what's going to happen when I get up that hill and uh, there were there was a, a Hispanic couple waiting on us and they didn't even speak English but they had the the van door open, uh, and they they took us to our hotel. Of course, Nicole is a Spanish teacher, my daughter, and so she translated for them and for us. And uh, but but that was God for them to be in wow. place for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're talking about. Excuse me, we're talking about some near death experiences. It's, yeah, the car was spinning after we. As soon as we got yeah. out the car, it was spinning. Wow. Yeah, we could have been. Even though we think about the time that the anniversary from 9-11 was just a few days ago. It was, yeah. Yes. And I'm I'm, I'm bringing you way back on 9 oh, wow. He was on the flight from New York yes. back to Houston. Wow. Uh-huh. And three times the flight was delayed. Uh-huh. And it was like the captain. Uh, uh, he the said, I don't know said, what to tell you. I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> and then, thank God, he made it home on 9-10 that evening. Yeah. Yes. But uh-huh. in the morning, we're watching the news, and we thought, uh, is this a movie? Wow. Yes. It was really what was wow. happening. Here we go. That The track descended. So I'm going to introduce okay. you guys. Here we go. Okay. Uh-huh. Good morning. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Right now it's 10.06. You just heard God Kept Me, the brand new single from Dr. Bo Williams, who is actually in studio here today with his beautiful wife. How are you guys doing today? We're doing wonderful. All right. Hey. hey yes, yes. Great, great, great. God, and God is so wonderful. And I'm just so happy to be here with my wonderful husband. All right now. Yeah. So y'all have been married how long again? 46, 46 years. years. So yeah. what's the secret to being married 40? I've been married for five. Five. Five wonderful years, but I need 41 more. Well, five is the number for grace. So you, you, you're doing good. I need it. <laughs> I need grace every day. We tell everybody, you know, uh, marriage is a lifetime commitment it is and you just communication brings about understanding so all of the things that you were doing when you were dating and all that before you got married yes you keep on doing that you just keep god first you put yeah. god first in, yes. in, in, in 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 your marriage and you'll be all right but you remember when you were pursuing yes your wife you, you got it constantly yeah you know how you you would bring her flowers and yeah. and you write nice little love notes and tell her sweet things well then uh you after you're married 
for a while, you know, they oh, I don't have to do that anymore. But guess what? They still need that. They still require that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when when you do that, uh, it makes a wife just feel wonderful. But but just think if you don't do it and then she's passing through the hallway or something and some guy say, oh, sister so-and-so, you sure look nice today. That dress you have is wonderful and your hair is so pretty. <laughs> she goes, she may oh, not. Thank you. Yeah. 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 But she'll think, well, my husband don't even tell me that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let no brother outdo me. Come on. <laughs> there you go. That's the secret. Hey, if somebody asked me what's the secret to be mar- being married five years, I would say learning to say I'm sorry and saying I was wrong, even yeah. if I don't feel like I was wrong. That's hey, right. you know what? Yeah. I was wrong, and I'm sorry. You're smart. You're and smart. Like, <laughs> you're smart. Yeah, you're very smart. So that's the secret. Right, but we always tell our couples, hey, look for reasons to stay and not for excuse not an excuse to, to leave. leave. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, there's the saying, oh, the grass looks green on their side, and it's not. It's really not. It's, not. it's really not. No, because the same set of problems, if you can't resolve these problems right here, mm-hmm. the same set of problems, or a different set of problems in the next marriage, you're still going to have to learn how to resolve these things. And then start over. That's start I mean, over. Come on, who needs that? Man. But you just trust God. And for those of those that have not made it and gone into a second marriage, it's okay. Failure is not final. Come on now. Mm -hmm. You start there and you said, okay, I'm going to do better. Yes. I am going to be better. I'm going to do better. And we're going to learn how to just, you know, trust each other and love each other. L-O-V-E. Yes. All right. You know, uh, one thing about marriage, uh, I think it's the husband's responsibility to make sure that things don't get boring in the marriage, you know, so you have to be creative, you know, and things that you do with your wife. Don't, don't just don't just be a couch potato, you know, and just sit home and watch TV all the time. So you got to be creative to involve your wife and do things together. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, when we were raising our kids, you know, we have three girls and one boy. Uh, I did the girls hair. I mean, I, I learned how to braid hair and just think how my wife really appreciate that, you know, and it's like, uh, uh, I would get that my my, my you know when <laughs> I, I would go to the gym and work out and and get my muscles all pumped up and put a little lotion all on my body and everything yeah. and I think my wife was gonna get all excited about it you know <laughs> and she said oh that's nice daddy but then when I get the vacuum cleaner and she goes <laughs> she goes oh daddy and I'm like oh man <laughs> let me start washing dishes <laughs> that's what really gets okay yeah. man see I, okay I'm, I'm you, taking you're notes. taking notes yeah. <laughs> Vacuum. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I was at the gym this morning. She was asleep. I was, you know, I woke up, went yeah. to the gym. She's still asleep when I got back. Yeah. Not a word. Man, Wait, I'm going to try to. vacuum cleaner, boy. Yeah, because, because, God, you know, we get tired, too. You know, we're moms. And, you know, our goal is to try to be the best wife that we could be to our husband, the best mom that we could be to our children. Yeah. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of challenges that you have to, you know, deal with, a lot of adjustments that you have to make. You know, your life just changed. What you used to do, you don't do them anymore. Right. You have these precious little children that God has entrusted into your lives to raise. And so when, when my husband helped, it you know it frees my yeah I hand. reserve her uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it frees my hands so that I could you know minister, take time and minister to Come my husband now. in yeah. the way that a yes. wife should minister yes. to their husbands. Now that y'all mention it, she does get pretty happy when I take the trash out. Yeah. Now that y'all, I was like, I remember I was taking it out last night. She's like, oh thank you, and I was, you know, and it is nice to be told. I mean, those are things I should be doing anyways all the yes. time. But just she does get excited. Yeah, not not so much about the gym or like playing basketball. If I go no. do that, but okay. But but it's just sense. something about 
when you guys work things out together. Yes. You know, I could remember times that my husband would go in the garage, uh, wash his car. I'd stop what I was doing. I'd say, I'll go in the garage and help him. Yeah. If he was going to wash the cars, I'm helping him drying out the cars, you know, shining the tires. It just makes it fun. Yeah. You're helping together. together. Each other doing it when you're doing it (laughs) each other. You know, like being being married is, that's a journey in itself. And then Mm -hmm. you add children into the mix and it's like a whole different layer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like you got to relearn how to be married almost because, mm-hmm. you you know, you don't want to put the kids above your, your spouse or they're like, you know, the balance. Yes. yes. Well, yes. we we did that together. So uh, I never felt left out. Yeah. Because uh, we, 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 we took care of the kids together. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, to take stress off of her, uh, I would take the kids away and let her have her free time. As a matter of fact, when Nicole, our number one, was uh, a baby, when she was, I guess was, she was about 11 months old, and, and I left and went to, uh, we was in California at the time? We were in California at the yeah. time, and my husband took uh, baby girl uh, Nicole to visit uh, his mom. Mm-hmm. In, in Texas, In yeah. Texas, and they were gone for about four days. Yes, yeah, so she But that, I. you know, sometimes we need that time, that freedom. Um, uh, so... It's just something that's really important because you need you're used to having that time alone, and then now it's it's no longer there. Mm-hmm. You share it with you have to divide it with so many yeah. people, mm-hmm. and, and it but it brings a joy. Children are a blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and all of my kids, oh they've all been such a blessing oh, to us. Oh yes, we've never they had really problems have. with our kids. You know, and you were so glad to see us when we got back. <laughs> That's yeah. good news. She yeah. was glad to see the kids, but she was glad to see Daddy, too. Of course, <laughs> of course. So, you know, the brand new single, God, God Kept, Kept Me. Me. And yes. we had the opportunity, uh, you know, with, with our audience to to share that out on on 99.5 FM. Yes. I've seen you've been making the rounds. You you were on Deborah Duncan on the day of the release. Yes, yes. What was that yes. experience like? That was very awesome, you know. She was excited about it and and in between sets she was singing the song. All yeah. The time, you know? But uh, last night we had quite an experience. I was at the House of Blues last night. How did that go? That was great. You know, it was well, it was it was gospel brunch. Is okay. What it was at the House of Blues. But on the day that the the single was released September the sixth. On the we had the the release of the single, we had the release of the video God kept me, and we had Bo live on the Deborah Duncan show. Yes. But the day right before that, one of the largest radio station I think it was, uh, yeah, Houston, yes, uh, the we song debuted, debuted number at number five. Wow, on that station. Before the release of the single, yes, and yes, now tell me, God's exciting. hand was definitely <laughs> that on the Lord's this hand is on it. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's the favor of God. But you you have been, I mean, you put a lot of work in. Oh yes, yes. Over the years, I've put a lot of work in and continue to put the work in. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if it's worth having, it's worth working for. You know. Yeah, and I'm going to say because you know I'm not a, not at your level of being a musician, but I I have played, um, you know, for for a portion of, of my life and I love music yes. but it's hard it's not easy you know it, traveling it's not easy no it's not you know it's not here's the thing I think of so I'm I'm 33 years old uh-huh. I remember being 20 and I thought I knew everything I knew nothing right <laughs> but then I saw like okay I'm 25 and then I'm like man there's like 16 year olds you know chomp, chomping in my heels and they're good <laughs> like, where, where do these kids come from you know how do you stay at the top of the game for so long yes well you know you keep up with the times you know uh 
Uh, and I learned that from Sam Cook years ago. He said, you know, he watched people and listened to their conversations, what they're talking about, and what's going on at, at that time mm-hmm. in season. And so uh, that really stuck with me, you know. So I kind of pattern after that, you know. Okay. To just keep up with things that are going on, watch what people are doing and what they're saying, and I just go with that flow. Even that's when you're writing songs, you know, you, you, you just write about what people are talking about and and things that they can relate to. Of course, yeah. yeah. So, so when did you start singing? At a very young age? I started singing when I was five years old, you know, for public, in public. My grandfather had a barbershop, and uh, I would be in the barbershop with my grandfather, and uh, he would tell the, the customers that my, my my grandson, he can sing, and they say, oh, well, sing, sing us a song, you know. And I would sing songs, and they, they would give me money, you know, 50 cent, a dollar, and the boy, that was a lot of money yeah. for a little kid <laughs> yes, back then, you know. <laughs> When did you realize you were you were different? Because people, you know, a lot of people can sing, and I'm sure people are like, okay, he can he can sing, sing. Like yes. I didn't know he could sing. Well, there was a big uh, annual uh, uh, talent con- contest, mm-hmm. uh, and it was put on. I don't know if you you probably remember, but it was wine gardens at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and they had this big stage, and they would put on a. Uh, uh, big talent show every year annually and I was I guess about 10 years old and I won the first prize just a little kid a 10 yeah all right <laughs> and there's adult there's like people of all ages there yeah and I and and, and when they give me the the the, the, the cash prize and everything and I thought wow if I can make a living hey. with just singing you know I made up my mind then this is what I want to do for the rest of my life wow and that's exactly what I did I've been doing that for the rest of my all my life. So yes. at 10 years old, were you already singing in, in church? I was singing. Well, my father was the pastor. It, it wasn't a choice, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sing in church, yes. Yeah. Uh, my mother was the choir director, and uh, uh, it was seven boys and one girl in our family. The girl was the baby. So we had a built-in choir, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, And then sometime when we first started the church, I guess it was only five or six people other than us. So we were the choir. We 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 were the deacons and everything. And there was two churches. It was Reverend uh, Williams, uh, James. He he uh, had two churches. Yeah, right? we went to one on the first and second Sunday, and the other one on the third. So he pastored two churches. He pastored uh-huh. two churches. Yeah, no, and uh, they both was about 30, 40 miles away from from home. So you grew up in I church. Grew up in church. Probably spent yeah. the night at a church if you had to make <laughs> yeah, it a drive if back. I had to. You're right, man. You're right. But my mother was was a great singer, you know. Uh, unfortunately, she never recorded, and uh, uh, I don't know. I think I think my daddy could have did a little better in that area. But uh, I used to love to hear my mother sing. It was so soothing to hear her sing it. And when she would sing in church, uh, she would close her eyes, you know, and throw her head back. And uh, while she had her eyes closed and her head back, people just falling out, mm. you know, in the church and mm-hmm. shouting and big hats flying and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, what an amazing thing, you know, the power of a song. But then uh, when you add the anointing to it, see, this it's the anointing that destroys you. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So you grew up, grew up singing in church. Grew up singing in church. And then you yes. started to see... You know, success at a very young age, 10, 10 years old. Yes, yes. But that when I, in my teenage years, I started to uh, embrace the R&B, you know. Yeah. I got attracted to the R&B music. And, what were you and listening to? I was listening to uh, Jackie Wilson, uh, Sam Cooke, 
and uh, Donnie Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Those was my favorites. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I guess I kind of developed my style that way, you know. And uh, people still today compare me with uh, uh, Sam Cooke and Jackie Wilson and that type of thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh, uh, Did you always feel it was important to to sing for God, use your talent for him? I, well, I, I I had like I said, I had no choice when I was a kid. But after I grew up and knew, you know, for myself, uh, the love of God that I, I wanted to sing for the Lord. That's my first choice, you know. Of course, you know, God anointed me to sing love songs. And, and uh, uh, you may not remember this. You might be a little young for it. But a song, the greatest gift God gave to man is the woman. Uh, I was the writer and the singer of that song. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, BET, that they, they had uh, that was the most requested song in 18 years. Uh, the Greatest Gift by Bo Williams was the most requested song on that network in 18 years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, Guy? When Bo started singing uh, for Capitol Records, yes. he signed a contract um, years ago. For, uh, mm-hmm. And when, every time he would write a song, he would always put God in it. Yeah. But for some reason, the record company, you know, when you're signed to the record company, <laughs> usually you are being controlled. Right, they want you to sing. Yeah, yes. And so, uh, but Bo always would put God in the lyrics, and a lot of times they wouldn't take all of his lyrics, you know, because at the time when you're with uh, a secular record company, they want to promote secular. They want to promote their artists as a single. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, not as a married man, you know, single. Uh Uh, because I, I think their goal is, you know, to really to make money, but it's to promote him as a single or uh, a uh, sex, sex symbol. symbol yes. So, because yeah. you know, people want to buy, your, they want people to buy the records, but mostly women love to buy, you yes. know, the records and love songs and things like that. But he never wanted to write lyrics that would, you know, sell drugs or sex and yeah. things like that. But after a while. With being with Capitol Records, he said, you know, it's like God was tugging at him, tugging at him. He says, yes. you know what? I am not going to be singing music that's going to send our young people to hell. <laughs> he says, I'm getting out of this contract. And we prayed and believed God that he would come out of that contract uh, with Capitol Records. And then he went to started singing uh, with um, Light, Light Records and uh-huh. started uh, working gospel. on his uh, on gospel music. music. Yes. He's uh-huh. been singing it ever since. But, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, the, the song that was really famous, uh, the love song that I did, uh, was uh, There's Just Something About You. It went a little something like this. There's just something about you and the things you do. I uh, thank God I found you. Oh, I feel hey. so <laughs> <laughs> But you would always, you'd have to throw, keep God in the, in the mix. Yeah, the, keep yeah. God in there. Because they the, can take out, you know, or, or add stuff. And, but right. whenever it's like in the hook, it's yes, like, so no, yeah, it's part of the hook. Yeah. You can't take this out. Man, or you could take me out the contract. And I'm going to go sing you know, gospel somewhere else. That's right. That's right. But even now, okay, on this new project, mm-hmm. Timeless. Yes. Okay. The love songs that's in this now, Bo have always sung ballads. Mm-hmm. Yes. The love songs, uh, I, okay. This is how it all began. Billy Dorsey is a phenomenal writer, writer and, and producer. Yes, we a um, producer, mm-hmm. and he has won Grammy for for writing for, for other, other artists. artists. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we were very fortunate and blessed that now he is not only our producer, 
But our son in love. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> hey, look at God again. Yes, look at God again. <laughs> so he's married in the, uh, our middle daughter. And so he says, um, I'm going to interview you and dad, and I'm going to write your life story yes. in the form of, you know, of a song. Mm-hmm. And he ca- and he did a phenomenal job. Yes. And now this song, God Kept Me, mm-hmm. uh, is also part of our, you know, life story, too. Yes. So he, and this is featuring the Hamiltons. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are just asking everybody to support this yes. single. Yes. It's available on social media, on all of the social media outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Google Plus. Yes. Plays, you can da- download it, stream it. Yes. Yes. Where's the Because mu- there's a music video, too. Yes, it Where, is. Where's that available? The, uh, YouTube. You can go to you YouTube. Can get YouTube? Yes. yes. And the website is the official Bo Williams mm-hmm. website. Yes. But you could go to YouTube. And watch the video. Yes. It's God Kept Me featuring the Hamiltons. Yes. Bo All right. Williams. So yes. not only is there the single, but the, we got a book. We yes. got the book. Yes. God Kept Me book. And actually, this is a 21-day devotional. Uh, and uh, so every day you can get up and get your praise on, get your scripture on. <laughs> yeah, I was at Pastor Walter Hallam's house the other day, and he had this book on his uh, on the table, uh-huh. and he was— I, I, he was marked, you know, because he was on a day, yes, you know, yes. going through it. Yes. And so that's uh, anytime I see someone like that is reading a book, then I know I need to get oh, a yes, copy yes. for myself. Oh, yeah. We know uh, uh, Pastor Walter Hallam. He's a very uh, sharp individual oh, yes. in the word of God. I yes, mean, he uh, is. And, and, and Pastor used to bring, well, uh, how yes. we first met him, he would book my husband to, mm-hmm. come, yes. to come and sing here at the church mm-hmm. minister here many years ago that was back in the yes early, that was early uh, yes right. two years too so we've That's been knowing my kids father were going to school for a long years. time yes yeah and a, uh-huh. yes very, an anointed man yes. of god i mean te- <laughs> teaching the word oh yes yes right here a good bible teaching church oh wow yeah abundant life As a matter of fact if you're looking for a church home i would uh highly uh, recommend, highly recommend Abundant life and uh, for Pastor Walter Hallam to be your pastor. Pastor Walter Hallam, and he used to say, "Bo, one day, you know, (laughs) uh, when I die, go to heaven." heaven. Uh He says, "I'm gonna sing like Bo Williams, and you're gonna have red hair like me." (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, okay. I want to sing like like Bo Williams too. If we can put that one, I just I don't know what I have to offer you. (laughs) But um. I at least want the voice. I want the voice. <laughs> and those are, the, I mean, th- that's something, that's a God-given talent. It is. Yes, it it is. is. There's some voices that it's just, yeah. it is what it is. Like, you yes. can you can train all day long, but yes. with, like, the range and, and, you know, the tone and everything, you just can't, you can't yes. learn that. It's no, God. It's a God-given talent. But being a vocal coach uh, uh, for 30 years or so, uh, if you have something for me to work with, I can bring the very best you out of you. As a matter of fact, I, I do have some students that are uh, non-professional, but most of my students are professional. And uh, 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 people like George Benson mm-hmm. has pursued me and studied me for 30 years. At, these are his words. And uh, he says, since I've been his vocal coach, he can hit notes now that he haven't hit in 20 years. Ooh, there you so go. There's a little something, something. <laughs> That's yes, cool. Yes, And he's one of the artists in his age category that's still working mm-hmm. well today yeah so. and not only that you know for god to 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 allow me to keep my voice and yeah and yes. uh, yes. uh 
most importantly, the the anointing. Uh, I think that is such a blessing, and I don't take it for granted or take it lightly. I thank God every day for it. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's probably a lot of work that went into that. You know, yes. like keeping oh, yes. up with your body and and yes. not not abusing in exactly. any way. Exactly. Oh, well, I've yes. never uh, uh, did alcohol in my life. I've I've never smoked a cigarette before in my life. You know, and drugs was out of the question. And uh, uh, growing up. Uh, they talk about peer pressure, but I saw what it did to other people that did it. Yeah. And uh, common sense told me, well, why would I do that and self-destruct, you know, destroy myself or have to go to rehab to, you know, uh, to recover from drugs and all those kind of things. So uh, just looking at that, I thought, well, no, I'll never do that to my body. You know, and that's before I was in ministry. Yeah. I knew better. <laughs> yeah, because well, in the music industry, I, I think, you know, it's, it can be stressful. Yes. And then traveling and, you know, if you're away from family and everything else, and a lot of people, they, they lean on these, cru- you know, to, to cope. Yeah, they, they lean on uh, uh, different drugs and different medications. As a matter of fact, uh, 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 Michael Jackson, their family, you know, they were... They were really friends of mine. They used to come to see me uh, sing mm-hmm. when I was in Hollywood at the Speakeasy, and uh, you know it just broke my heart that uh, he was he went out that way. You know, uh, some type of uh, supposedly medication. You know yeah. that he took, and it and it and it took him out like that. You know? But you know what? Uh, I have been managing Bo's career for the past thirty three years. And when we made the transition from secular to, to gospel, mm-hmm. uh, my husband would always tell me, baby, I don't want to be working uh, so hard where my kids would feel like uh, they were neglected. I wasn't there to, to help raise them. Yeah, I don't want my kids to ever say, uh, my dad was so busy uh, working uh, or, or for God that he had no time for me. You know, I know, I know that God would not want me to uh, have my kids to feel that way. You know, so of her, of course, God is first, mm-hmm. but uh, I've always been a family man. And, so and I was, yes, definitely a family man, and I was in control of um, uh, with his the bookings mm-hmm. and selling yes. his itinerary. <laughs> so he says, I want to make sure that I'm there for all of my kids. Yes. Yeah. Matter of fact, I helped delivered most of them. Yes. As a matter so, of fact, who was it, Monica or Janetta? Uh, when the doctor got there, uh, you know, the Baby nurse girl, and I, Janetta. yeah, we were almost done. I said, well, now, yeah. <laughs> I said, well, doc, you need to split that fee with hey. me. <laughs> you know? He yeah. laughed, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've been all over the world, you know? Been a, uh, a lot of places. Yeah. Like the song says, I've been so many places in my life and time. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the Star Search That's win. That's when the Star, Star Search win. On the popular Ed McMahon show, yeah. when he won uh, Star Search, he defeated the 13-week champion. Yeah. That's the and song I saw. I've seen that. I've seen the video. Oh, you've yeah. seen the video. I have. <laughs> what was that experience like? Electrifying. Ooh, yes. It Man. was really electrifying. You know, I'll never forget when Ed McMahon uh, said, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a new champion from Houston, Texas, Bo Williams. And I threw up both hands and said, praise God. You know, and people start to write in and say, you know, that guy's got to be a Christian because he said, praise God. Yeah. Yes, yes. We have three daughters and one son. 
and our oldest daughter. We only had our oldest daughter at that time. She was only four years old. Yeah, she's saying, go, and, Dad, go. Uh, we were in the audience, and I was there, literally. Yes. My knees were shaking. <laughs> I was, like, so nervous because this guy had this People lined up all lined the way around the building. to come and see building. this guy. All the way around the corner to wow. see Sam 13 Harris. week champion yeah and here we are and this is all of his audience, audience. <laughs> and it was just like five of us you know in the audience you know oh, what man. i mean yeah. so look but look how how god you know had that thing turn out i got 95 percent of the votes yes. he got five percent of the votes did you feel nerves up there i never did no I didn't, you know when that's my element that's yeah. what god gave me to do you know so once i'm in my element i mean that's uh, I, i'm i'm at home it's like throwing a rabbit in the bright patch you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick break on the FM. We're actually going to take a listen to God Kept Me by Dr. Bo Williams. This is KHEA Radio 99.5 FM. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm going to let y'all listen to some of it. Okay. Please, um, oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Let me... uh.
If you believe, then testify. 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 If you believe, testify. Hey, this is KTA Radio. That was Dr. Bo Williams. That is the brand new single, God Kept Me, right here on KHEARadio.com, 99.50 FM. And we actually have... Dr. Bo Williams and his beautiful wife here in studio. Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing wonderfully well. You know, uh, uh, when I hear the song, uh, I think about when we were when we were recording the the video, uh, how my wife was dancing and and uh, uh, <laughs> she had some of us cracking up because boy, she was so into it. She was she was going to town. <laughs> hey, intern Ethan was over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> jamming out too. Yeah, Ethan as well. over there with his praise on. <laughs> yes, and you know it's kind of a song that gets all in your bones. When it gets all in your bones, you can't sit you can't still. Okay, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Ethan is saying yes, 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 yes. So if somebody wants to get a copy and keep up with with everything that you have going on, how can they get their hands on God Kept Me's? Okay, it's available for everybody and anybody to go on the social media outlets yes you can get your god kept me single yes Bo williams featuring the hamiltons mm-hmm. you can download it on um we have it on amazon itunes uh, everywhere Google. all the social media outlets yes mm-hmm. can we can we learn about the hamiltons uh there's not there's not much in my book about the hamiltons no you can but they're very, <laughs> but you very can go online and, and see they're a very popular group. So that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So that's a cool feature. Uh, you know, I, I love whenever artists are able to to work together. You yes, know, yes, yes, yes. Well, the, the 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 when we when I met them, they said that their mother used to listen to Bo Williams, so they kind of grew up listening to Bo Williams in their home. So they said, hey, we was excited that we would get a chance to sing with Bo Williams. Yeah. yeah. And so you mentioned also earlier that your son and your son-in-law, yes. that he is the producer and that he helped kind of, did he, did he help co-write the song? Oh yeah. Oh, for, for certain. Yeah. He, uh, uh, he's a great writer and a, a great producer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Yes, yes, he did. And you could also uh, go to YouTube to watch the video. Yes. And we believe in God, Gordy, that this song is going to just touch so many people. Yes. Because uh, we believe in God for souls. Oh, yes. yes. That's the most important thing, mm-hmm. uh, because to further expand the kingdom of God. Yes. And we need everybody to support uh, us in this project, in this endeavor. Uh, we believe in God that the song is going to go globally, not uh, not only to 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 reach the the choice where we believe in God to score on the Billboard choice. Oh mm-hmm. yes, it has to uh, for it to get the kind of attention that it needs. It has to be on the top of the Billboard charts, and uh, uh, we're believing that our, our friends and followers, uh, the children of God, is going to get involved and make sure that this happens. And it's a, it's a, it's it's a time. Uh, period, you know, so we need to do it now, you know, not say, well, I'm gonna do that next week. No, we need to do it as soon as we can, you know, and and uh, that's going to be effective and get us where on the billboard where we need to be. And uh, because the gospel need to make a statement. I have seen gospel music uh, go cross over on the R&B charts and get to the top of the chart. The song that come to uh, mind is Al Green. 
uh, he's coming back like he said his would. Mm-hmm. Like he said it would. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. I know that everything is going to be all right. He's coming back like he said he would. Mm. You, you never heard that one? Yeah, no, I think I, I have okay, heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. It went to, to the top of the uh, R&B charts and then went to the top of the gospel charts. Yeah. And that, hey, that's spreading some positivity in that way. Yeah. It's, it's different. Hey, bring the gospel gospel music to like the worldly charts and oh, it gets yes. people's attention it certainly does you know and, and then that uh, make them want to listen and matter of fact uh people have, have told me that they've gotten saved through my, my my ministry my music and uh when we go we, we do prison ministry as well and then so many of those guys in prison say man your music kept me you know kept me from losing my mind in here you know and what a blessing that is! Yes. And then when I when I when the, we we did we did the ministry it was eight hundred uh, men, the prisoners, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, these guys were weeping and at the at the altar, uh, giving their lives to Christ. And most of these guys were already saved, you know, but the ones that wasn't, you know, because of the anointing and the power of God, uh, when we ministered that night, so many about eight hundred. It was 800 inmates. Yeah. So many of them them gave their lives. Came to the altar and gave their lives to the Lord, yeah. But, you know, we're living in crucial times. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's so much going on uh, uh, today, so so many bad things. There's a mission field right here. Oh, yes, a big Mm -hmm. mission field right here. And so many people can testify to a thing or two that God has kept them from. Oh, yes. Even if you're in jail, in prison, you know, there's probably so many instances where they can stand up and say, God kept me. Exactly. exactly. You're so right. You're so right, you know. Yeah. uh, So if you have the opportunity, matter of fact, you can just do that right now. Make sure that you go download God Kept Me, the brand new single from Dr. Bo Williams and, and Ethan was a big help, and he actually shared the YouTube stream into the comment section of our Facebook page that we're doing right now, and uh, we'll go ahead and share that out later. So we'll make sure that we share out that YouTube stream so that way people will be able to go watch it on the KHEA Radio Facebook page. Oh, yes, 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 wonderful. Awesome. All right, and uh, Dr. Bo Williams, man, I appreciate you and your beautiful wife taking the time to hang out with us today. (laughs) You know, is there anything else y'all would like to share while y'all are here right now? Oh, well, you know, uh, I would just, Jeremiah 33 and 3, you know, to those that are hurting, uh, to those that are feeling lonely. Uh, he said, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. Watch this beyond your understanding. So uh, you don't have to be alone. You don't have to feel alone. Just call on to the almighty and he'll be right there for you. Come mm-hmm. on, somebody. Yes, yes. And I also want to encourage everyone that's listening. You know, um, we're experiencing different things in life, difficulties, you know, because we're Christians, we're not exempt from trials and tribulations. The Bible talks about that. But when you have a relationship with Jesus, Mm. you can call upon him and he'll make everything all all right. And, you know, it's something about life, you know, it takes us through different stages Mm -hmm. and we're faced with challenges daily. But I want to encourage everyone today to know in all of life's challenges, nothing takes the place of faith, commitment, and perseverance. I'm talking about faith in a never-failing Heavenly Father. And to commit all of your ways to Him. And to continue to persevere, continue to push, continue to stand. Stay focused on what God has for you. Yes. And and, and you know what? It's, it's, it's part of what what, what we've been, you know, uh, obligated to do. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to call upon the name of Jesus, study the Word, 
stay close to God and continue to push and believe that God is going to, you know, he, he's going to give you the desires of your heart because the word says that. Yes. And you may be, and continue to praise him. You may be one praise, one away, from praise your away from your miracle. So mm. don't quit. Don't stop. Don't give up. Just keep trusting him. Trust and obey God and you'll be all right. All right now. Hey, well, thank you all for hanging out today. Thank you for yes. joining us. <laughs> and everybody, make sure you go download. Go get God Kept Me, Bo Williams. Dr. Bo Williams, make sure you search everywhere that, that you can download music, stream music. Do that today. We're going to listen to it out uh, one more time. This is God Kept Me. All right. All right.